Very good afternoon. Once again, welcome to another beautiful live session of the Porter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaac Phillips Aki Tola. This afternoon, I would like to continue to, you know, rub minds together with you as we track the heart of the Father regarding that which the Spirit of the Lord has been emphasizing to, to me particularly, and I believe to many out there who are picking the footsteps of Christ, walking in their garden. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is calling His church to a new level, to a new height, to a new position where we can begin to hear, even with clarity, that which the Spirit of the Lord, that which the Father wants to carry out in our day and in our time. And all that obviously must start from our own individual life. Before we go into some of the things I'd like us to consider again, uh, this afternoon let us pray father we appreciate you we thank you for your heart for your mind for your intention for your thoughts that is being revealed to us in this new season thank you that you've not left left us without a witness you've continued to speak to us in a new way in a refreshing way in a way that we are having a better and a deeper understanding of what you desire and what you require of us Father, even as your spirit continue to minister to us, help us, O oh God, to develop the ears to hear and to respond, O oh God, accordingly. Yes, many a times we hear, but we don't respond. So I pray, O oh God, this afternoon that as we rub hearts with you and listen and share fellowship with you, feed us, O oh God, with this manna, with this meal that will enable us to break away from the limitations and the gravitations of the earth and begin a journey to the place where you have ordained for us even for this season father our eyes is on you lord our heart oh god is searching we want to hear we want to know we want to respond in accordance to your desire so we thank you we bless you that you'll continue to speak and minister to us in such a way that will enable us and empower us oh god to press for them in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you brother Ricardo. Thank you for connecting this afternoon. I hope you're doing well there. All right. Uh, this afternoon I'm going to continue to track the heart of the father. Like I said, there are several things the spirit of the Lord is emphasizing to us in this new day, in this season that we have found ourselves. And uh, one of the one of the words that particularly I've been picking, all right, is the word ascension. And I've been looking into the word. I've been searching. I've been trying to, you know, understand what the spirit of the Lord is saying in the context of this new day. Because God can speak to us and give us a word or be speaking to us regarding a particular, you know, a, a, a word or, or truth. And we may, miss, we may miss or misdirect or even misapply what the Lord is saying. All right, because uh, we've heard this before. All right, it's not like the word ascension is some new words. All right, it's just a word that we've heard before, but the Spirit of God, Amen, is re-emphasizing. And the good thing about you know the, the the speakings of God is when God brings a word to us in a season, the the the, the concept of of connecting, the concept of speaking, the concept of you know proclaiming that word becomes fresh and new. All right. The Bible says, you know, God was feeding the children of Israel with manna. All right. The, their problem was that, all right, they didn't know what to do, you know, with the manna that God kept kept feeding, feeding them with. 
All right, they kept complaining that are, are we going to just live our life on this manner? But the man in the scripture said, amen, you know, was uh, angel food. In other words, this food was supposed to nourish them, was supposed to, you know, change all right, their, their, their spiritual, their, you know, t you know, their entire structure of existence such that, you know, they, they begin to come into that reality of their true identity, even as they journey out of, out of, you know, out of, you know, Egypt, all right, into that arena, into that place, amen, that is called you know the promised land so it, it was strategic that they that that god was feeding them with manna thank you so much my dear sister Anne, for connecting this day all right it, it was in it was it was necessary for them to be to to be fed with manna the manna was to purge was supposed to remove was supposed to give them a new heavenly perspective all right for a people that have been in egypt for 430 years so you can imagine all right the kind of belief the kind of ideology the kind of you know you know a, a culture if you will that they have come to imbibed all right so so in the wilderness as they cry for meat i mean the lord was feeding them god was feeding them with manna no but they wanted something they wanted something that still tastes like amen where they came out from in egypt they wanted the cabbage they wanted the cucumber they wanted lettuce god said no if i keep feeding you with this you will not come into the new reality of your your identity all right, you you are you are being you are being you are being captured. You have been you have been you have been ultracized. You you know you 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 have been you have been dehumanized. Okay, you have been defamed. Your the, the image that you think you have of you know now is not the it's not the true image. It's not the true identity. All right, I have for you. So I need to feed you with angels' food. I need you to I need to feed you with something that will begin to bring out your true spirituality that will begin to bring you into amen, your new you know position of life in me. I need to feed you with that which will allow you to commune and communicate. You know what we eat. They say what we eat is what we become. And what we eat amen is what we're going to reflect. All right. So they were they were complaining. They were rebellious. In fact, what killed them in the wilderness, amen, is the fact that they didn't want God's God's diet for them. That's the children of Israel. They didn't want God diet. They didn't want God diet. They wanted to remain, amen, in that status quo where they are being fed with what Egypt was feeding them. Egypt was feeding them so that they can continue, amen, to labor. They can continue, amen, to have strength to build that which, amen, is not going to bring them to the place of God's divine intention. But you see, when, when we get used to certain things, after a while, we become accustomed. We become accustomed to those things. And those things become like part of our life. When you get used to abuse, abuse becomes part of your life. When we get used to, amen, feeding on certain, you know, knowledge, certain, you know, uh, uh, you know meal, you know, the Bible call it, you know, eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When we get ourselves captured within the stethoscope where we are being fed with, amen, the fruit that comes from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all right, our belief, our perspective, our understanding, our engagement to the things of the spirit, amen, will be benchmarked by certain, certain you know, stethoscopes, by certain values. And that's why you discover that today, almost everybody, when God is speaking to us concerning certain things, or the Spirit of God is revealing certain things to us, it is difficult for people to see from heaven's perspective because they've been feeding on the wrong meal. They've been feeding on the wrong food. So everybody say what everybody is saying. But for those of us that are feeding, amen, on, on you know, on the on the fruit of the tree of life, 
Amen. We can see that, wait a minute, this thing that everybody is saying yes to may not actually be yes. This thing that everybody is saying that's the way may actually not be the way. The Bible says, for there is a way that seems right unto a man. It looks right. When you look at the perspective, when you look at amen, the, 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 the things in the natural human sight, it looks okay. Why? Because that's how they've been feeding. When you, are, when, you, when you allow yourself to be fed, amen, by the value system of the world. When you allow yourself to be fed, amen, by religion. When you allow Pharisee to feed you. When you're feeding on the table of Pharisees and Sadducees, amen, and the scribes of this world. When you're feeding on the philosophy and the ideology, amen, of, human, of humanism. When we're feeding, amen, on what our environment provides. Provide and produces when we feed amen from the sweat of of you know of the ground when we feed from the, the you know that ability that that comes from Cain when, when we're not living our life based amen on the life amen of of you know of the things of God guess what we're not gonna we're not gonna go after that which amen is is you know is 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 is, is leading us to the things of the spirit we're gonna follow the the direction amen of popularism that's why the gospel that we're hearing today a gospel of popularity popularism not the gospel that will allow us to actually ascend now the father is calling us to the place of ascension friends but one of the things that is going to happen if we're going to ascend we have to begin to you know reject and refuse the meal of egypt the bible says that as moses grew up it got to a point in his life that the bible says he began to reject the identity of egypt the Bible says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That was a choice he needed to make in order to begin to, you know, enter into the scope of that to which heaven has ordained for him as a vision of a leader that will bring a people out of bondage. He needed to come to a point where he starts, amen, rejecting. But to reject, you have to come to an awareness. And if there's anything I've, I've felt and I, I, I sense in my spirit that the Father is saying today that we have fed too long on this meal that has, that has made us just fat. Amen. You, know, you know, as it is in the natural, when you feed on certain meal, you, you know, they may, they may be very tasty. You know, when you continue to feed on that, you know, chicken and chips and, you know, and your, you know, your burgers and all those things. I mean, they are very tasty, but they have their side effect on the, on, you know, on the body. And when we continue to feed on the on the meal of, of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, amen, they may, they may give us some excitement, amen. We may be able to like, hallelujah, praise God, yes. Guess what? We may even get some blessing after all. After all, Ishmael was blessed. So it's not about just getting excited and getting blessing and things like that. We want to talk about, you know, a, a, a day where we begin to move, where we begin to live where we are. To the next reality of God's divine intentions for us. You know, God was blessing, God was feeding the children of Israel because they rejected them, they rejected the meal of God, they rejected the manna. So God said, Okay, I'll give you quail. That's what you want. Okay, I'm gonna send quail to you. All right. The Bible says, as they were eating, they were vomiting the thing and they were dying. God was judging them. So we've got to understand that, amen, there is a meal, there is a table that is being prepared for us. And the reason for this preparation, amen, is for us to begin to feed on our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, except you eat of me, except you eat of me, you cannot be part of me. And like I said, you know, in one of the teachings we did, you know, remember the, 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 the story of the Emmaus journey. 
Yes, those two those disciples of Jesus Christ. I mean, they were, they were journeying on the road to Emmaus, walking. Jesus appeared before them, but they had no insight. They had no revelation. They had no clarity. They had no you know, insight into who was speaking until Jesus, you know, went into the house with them and broke the bread. Then the Bible says their eyes were open. I mean, friends, there is a meal God wants to feed us with in this brand new day that will pop our eyes open, our spiritual eyes suddenly will begin to see things. Suddenly we'll begin to have clarity. Suddenly we'll begin to have insight. Suddenly we'll begin to have depth. There are heights in the Father. There are depths in the Father. There are width in the Father. God wants us to come into a day where we begin to understand his depth. Where we begin to understand his height. Where we begin to understand, amen, his, his reality. We, we, we need to begin to amen, press into that, that order of life where we can say, indeed, we have come into a new reality, into a new realm of the things of the Spirit. And it's from there that we can begin to, amen, begin to engage in what the father has ordained for us and i sense in my heart that this is a time that you know as we look around us and everybody seems to be distracted and all kinds of things are happening around us that is derailing and dividing the church it's time to lift our eyes it's time to look up it's time to begin to seek it's time to begin to quest hallelujah for the coming of the lord and i'm not just talking about rapture here i'm talking about for the coming of the lord into our life I'm talking about, amen, uh, we're praying for the opening of heaven, amen, for the, for the descendants of the realities of God in our hearts, in our lives, amen, so that we can begin to ascend into, into, the, into, into, the, new, into the new life, into the new nature that has been prepared for us. The Bible says earlier that we will be caught up with him in the sky. We will be caught up with him. There's so much the Spirit of God earlier is calling us into. There's so much the Spirit of God earlier is downloading right now. But if we don't open our spirit, man, and begin to say, Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. If there's no quest, if there's no passion, you know, through the night, I, you know, I couldn't sleep. And the word of the Lord just kept rolling in my heart. You know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the scripture that Paul began, you know, that, excuse me, that David began to talk about, all right, my heart is not lofty. My heart is not, my eyes is not lofty. My heart is not seeking for things above me. I'm not questioning for things that you have not desired for me. I have, I have, I have, I've come to a day where amen, a child that is, that, that is feeding on his mother's breast has been weaned. And the spirit of God began to open my eyes and understand it. Just, I'm, I'm just rolling on the bed. And, I, and I'm having this rapport with the father. And, and, and it's like I'm hearing the, the, the father say, look, I want to take you to a deeper reality of my intention for this new day. But you will have to des desire it. You will have to desire. If you don't desire it, you will remain where you are. You will remain where you are. I was sleeping, but my spirit was not asleep. There was an awakening in my spirit, but I know I'm, it's not just something that is limited to me. I know that there is a release. There is, there, is a, there is a descending of a quest. There's a descending of a hunger. There's a descending amen, of a passion for those. It's like, it's like when God said to Ezekiel, say, go, go through the streets, go to the alleys, go to the byways, go look at those whose heart amen, are, are, you know, are searching for me. Place my mark on their forehead. There is a mark right now filled in my spirit that the Father, hallelujah, is placing upon those who are questing for the things of his spirit. And it's in that context 
that will begin to ascend in our spirit. And in our ascension, we'll become more like Christ. We'll become more like him. There is a word that I, I mean, I also drop on my timeline. I just quickly want to, you know, uh, uh, draw your attention to this word. First of all, let me go to, you know, something that I said, was it two days ago? Yes, because I don't think I was here yesterday. Yes, two days ago. I said ascension is about the ascended revelatory life and nature and glory of the ascended Jesus reigning in us. Ascension is about the ascendance, the revelatory life, the nature, the glory of the ascended Christ reigning. So ascension, yes, is, is, you know, because obviously when we talk about ascension, the first thing that comes to mind, amen, is an image of one that is being lifted. All right, that is being lifted. Yes, there is a lifting, but this lifting speaks into a new dimension of existence of life in Christ Jesus. Because what, what the Spirit of the Lord is doing right now is, is unfolding, amen, the new ways into the, into the things of God where we can begin to experience, amen, how to, be, how, to, how, to, how, to, how to reflect, how to manifest, maybe first how to imbibe, amen, the life of Christ. So that in, in, in that dimension of truth that we come into, we can then begin to tap into that ascended life. Like I said, you know, two days ago, that there are activity in the ascended life. There are dimensions of truth, amen. There are dimensions of, of grace. There are dimensions of ministry in the ascended life. But before we go into all that, I really want us to, first of all, understand the reason, the why we have to embrace the ministry of ascension. Like I said, for us to enter into ascension, we know that in our primary engagement with the things of the Spirit, that we have to go through, amen, through death, through burial. We have to go through crucifixion. We have to go through resurrection. Amen. Yes, we have to die. We have to be crucified. We have to, you know, after crucifixion, amen, we, we you know, we, we have to be buried. Amen. We have to resurrect. Amen. And then, then we can begin to step. All this reflects a dimension, a season of God's dealings in our life. We don't want to assume the things of the spirit. The Bible says Jesus has become our pattern. He's our pattern. Yes, somebody says, well, Jesus did it all. Well, for those who preach the extreme grace, they will not see a reason to, you know, to embrace this kind of message. And that's why they die, amen, in presumption. You, you, we, we, we preach, we preach, amen, an idealistic message. Yes, Jesus has done it all. We know Jesus has done it all. Nobody can outdo, amen, or add to what Jesus has done, amen, but to step in to that reality paul paul used this word amen in the book of romans he says reckon these things amen into yourself you know that's a terminology they use in in accounting you have to reckon it you have to you you have to imbibe those things that has been done yes in one dimension it is established but in the next reality amen you have to come into that which has been established and and and, and coming into that means that you have to begin to apply Apply the principle of that which has been done, which has been complete, amen, in, in Christ Jesus into your dimensions of existence, particularly within the structure of our, you know, of our soul life. Because indeed, we are resurrected in Christ, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, amen, far above all principalities and power. That's a dimension of our spirit. But the truth is, 
we we have not we have we have not seen the life we are not seen amen the inheritance of that which has been perfected amen in one dimension so for us to do that the scripture said we need to do what work out our salvation to work out the salvation means to take that which has been accomplished in the spirit and begin to embellish it into every aspect of our existence so my thought must ascend. Come on. My, my, my desire must ascend. My, 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 my longings must accept. My passion must ascend. My sexuality must ascend. My spirituality must ascend. Amen. My emotion must ascend. My, 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 my passion about God, about the things of the spirit, and about life must ascend. It's from that position that, amen, we can begin to say, indeed, the spirit and the bride says, come. Lest we begin to, you know, live our life within, you know, uh, you know a, a, a romantic ideology of theology. And this is the problem we have seen. All right? There's an extreme. I know. Jesus has done it all. So what are you supposed to be doing? Well, just believe. Well, believe is a job. <laughs> to believe, amen, is a job. You don't just believe by, oh, I believe. No. He said, said, if you believe, show me, show me the works of, of your faith. And this is where the reality of truth comes. That we take that which, amen, has been accomplished and we begin to apply them into those areas of our life that are still rebellious. Into those areas of our life, amen, that are still rejecting the order, the standard, the principles of God. That's, 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 that's a known thing. Everybody knows that everything we know in our, in, our, in our spiritual consciousness does not apply, amen, to the realities of our life. We know that. And that's why, you know, they, they gave us this word so that we can apply them. We can apply the word, amen, into those areas of our life that needs to be remembered, that needs to be taught, that need, or else we won't be given the fivefold ministry. The essence of the fivefold ministry is to help us, is to teach us, is to build us, is to bring us into a place where we begin to apply. The application, amen, must start from a position of awareness. Where there's an awareness, awareness brings us to a place of that wow moment. Wow. Okay, then. Then you begin to enter. They give you the keys of the kingdom. So these are teachings basically to help us, first of all, to locate the keys of the kingdom and then begin to apply them. Apply them. Amen. There are no, you know, magic keys when it comes to the things of God. There are no, you know, uh, you know what they call it now. I think that's what they call it, magic keys. You know, one key opened the, opened the entire door. No, no, no. No, you've got to understand that each dimensions of our walk with God, of our experience in the things of the Spirit, there are unique keys that, that we've got to have. That's why the Bible calls them keys of the kingdom. The keys, the keys of the kingdom, amen, you'll find them all scattered. You'll find one in, in David, come on. You'll find another king, Joseph. You'll find another one in Ruth. If, if you look very well, you will find another one, amen, in, in Paul. You will find, the, the, the keys are all scattered. They are all scattered in the scripture, but you've got to look at them. You'll find another one earlier in, 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 in Noah. You'll find one, I'm sure. You'll find one in, in uh, uh, um, Enoch. You'll find them. You'll find one in, in Deborah. You'll find one in Sarah. You'll find one in Ezekiel. Keys of the kingdom. These keys are dimensions of human life. Men who walk with God, who track with God. Hallelujah. When I look at Joseph, that is something that Joseph amen, tells me. That if I apply those principles, hallelujah, I touch a dimension in the Father. There are keys we'll find hallelujah, locked within the nature and the life of the, of the cherubims, of the seraphims. 
But all these keys are all connected to one key in Christ Jesus. But you can't use Jesus as the master key. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to go the way of this man. All of this man speaks of him. They are all typology of his life, of his nature. Uh, you, you wouldn't understand what it means, amen, to enter the kingdom through, through suffering if you, have not, if, you have not, if you have not been given access, amen, to the keys of Job. Hallelujah. And in fact, what I'm on this, maybe I should just quickly chip in this concept that I wanted to talk about two days ago. You know, that, that Jacob's ladder, that ladder that he saw, that, that ladder, amen, where are dimensions or realms, if you will, of, of how we've been called, amen, to journey in the things of the, on the things of the Spirit, amen, to the position of the Lordship of Christ. You will notice, excuse me, when John, when, excuse me, when uh, Jacob began to explain about, you know, the, the ladder, he said, then I saw the Lord standing. In fact, maybe I should go to that scripture quickly. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate everyone that is connecting. Thank you so much, my dear sister Tina. Amen. Thank you, uh, Apostle Andre. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for connecting. All right. we, we just believe in the Lord to help us to, to track some spiritual keys as we advance in this light of a brand new day that we've been called to ascend. All right. We ascend. The more we ascend, the more we become more like Christ. I believe that in the place of ascension, we, we come into that fullness of Christ. Just like the scripture said in Ephesians 4, right? We're coming, we're coming. We, we, don't, we don't grow down, we grow upward, amen? We take root down, but we grow upwards. We take root down. That's why the scripture said that he who ascended was him that first descended. And I'm not sure if I'll be, be able to speak about, you know, the concept of descending first. Because we cannot understand or appreciate, amen, what it means to ascend in the things of the Spirit if we don't have roots. And the root is that we have gone to the earth. The Bible says he descended, amen, to the bellies of the earth. What did he go do there? He went to conquer death. He went to conquer flesh. He, want, he went to conquer carnality, amen. The, he who has the power of death was, was conquered. He conquered death. He went to the abyss. He went to finish sin nature. He who ascended was he that first descended to the lower path of the earth. The earth speaks of the flesh of man. He speaks, amen, of carnality. He speaks of that dimension in our life that refuses us, amen, to do the bidding of the Father. You cannot ascend if you have not dealt with flesh. Remember I said two days ago, amen. The Bible says carnality will not inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God will not be inherited earlier by flesh. Amen. Carnality, the flesh, my desire, my ungodly, unbridled passion will not enter the kingdom. If we're going to enter kingdom in this last day, we have to first of all descend. We have to go down. There's a place that's, there's a place I was speaking about that uh, I made a note somewhere. All right. Okay. Let me let, let, let me see if I can find that. Thank you, Father. Okay. Let, let, I, I think I, I but this is not the one. But let let me read this. One of the greatest things among many the the, the Lord is busy 
within his church across the nation today is the adjustment of our perspective. All right? One of the greatest things among many that the Lord is busy with within this church among the nations today is the adjustment of our perspective. You know, perspective is everything. You know, the Lord was speaking, was speaking through John. He said, I speak to you, children. I speak to you, young men. He said, I speak to you, fathers. These are our perspective. These are all measures of perspective. All right? If you're, a, if you're a child in the things of God, your perspective will be different from that of a young man. And certainly, amen, it will be totally different from the perspective of fathers. It's important that we understand that we've got these three structures in the body of Christ. I speak to you children. I speak to you young men. And if you look at the emphasis of the words, in fact, maybe I should quickly look at that scripture quickly. Yeah. If you look at the emphasis, I'm going to come back to the scripture that I want to read. You see, that, that, that's how you've got to follow me in the things of the spirit. Amen. I, I touch so many things at the same time. Let, 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 let's, let's go to 1 John. 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. It says, I am writing to you, little children. In fact, he called them little children. He said, because your sins have been forgiven. Well, what would a child, what would a young person be struggling with? Most young people, I remember when I was growing, growing in the Lord in, as, a, as a teenager, you know, my, my desire is how to live holy, is how to live a righteous life. Because, you know, you've got sin all around. Amen. You've got sin all around. You've got, you know, you know, the sin of anger, hatred. You've got, you know, the sin of the opposite sex. Come on. Yes. That's what young people, because those are the, these are the period where you're struggling with your, with your emotions and your, you know, you, you, you know, all, all the hormones. We don't talk about things like this in the church, but that's the reality. Young men battle with their, you know, with their, with their emotion. They battle with their sexuality. All right. Yes. Uh, among choirs, you find people singing. Young people singing in the choir, but you know, they're, they're caressing each other. They're kissing each other before you know it. They slip. We've got to deal with that area because that's a period where, amen. They're, they're, they're. And their hormones, amen, is screaming and shouting, and we've got to learn how to help them to manage that thing. Let's not live as if it's not real. It is real. <laughs> Young people, yes, they, they've got voice. They've got talents. But guess what? They're struggling with their sexuality. They're struggling with, you know, their image, their identity. I went, with, I went through that. And thank God that the Lord brought, you know, materials. And even though the church I grew up never dealt with those things. And that's why, you know, carnality was life. I mean, I'm talking about one of the biggest church back then. But carnality, you might just see those young people, everyone of us was just doing our own thing. But come, come Sunday, I tell you the glory of God is there. <laughs> I didn't understand until the spirit of God began to bring me into certain understanding. And that is because there was a lack, amen, of strong discipleship ministry. And that doesn't mean that even if you have strong discipleship ministry or strong discipleship base, that, you know, you are uh, exempted from those things. It will still happen, but at least you can manage it. So he said, I speak to you, you know, young children. I'm speaking to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven through the name. That's what we deal with as young people. We deal with the issues of sin. Yes. Mature people in the things of God don't deal with sin. Just like I always say, that holiness is not, it's not the end. It's just a means to an end. I mean, there are certain things today that we've passed, but we thank God. 
that we've passed those things. But guess what? Let's not live our life as if, well, you know, we, we just grew up one day spiritual. You know, sometimes people, people will ask me, wow, man of God. He, I say, don't wait, don't wait. Let me tell you, I, I, didn't, I didn't just get to where I, I, I am today because, you know, the Lord did so much mighty miracle in my life. I had my period, amen, where I was falling, where I was crawling, where I was, in fact, where I gave up. But the Lord, the Father, never gave up on me. You see, that's the difference between a father, amen, and a child. A, a child wants to give up, but the father never gives up. You know, I could still remember this morning, I was, you know, you know actually quoting my son, you know, for something he did. And, and I was, you know, a bit hard on him. And, and I knew why I had to be hard on him. Because I want him to understand that I will not always be there. There will be a day, there will be a time where he will need to stand for himself. He will need to understand certain things. So, you see, I, and, and the, the thought came to my mind. When this boy was born, I mean, I was all over him. You know, I could, I could just like, it's like I could just eat him up, you know. And you, you take care of him, you know, you clean the diapers. You, you just want to make sure that he's fine, that he's comfortable. But guess what? As he grows up, you begin to demand Amen. Maturity and begin to demand responsibility and accountability. Yes, even in that little stage. I mean, he's just nine year, nine year, nine, nine year old. But guess what? I'm beginning to help him to understand that, hey, Samuel, there are certain things that you should know by now. There are certain things you, you, you need to begin to understand and you need to begin to do by yourself and know how to do it. Because that is just how life is. Now, if I want to be treating him the way I used to treat him while he was two years old or four years old, guess what? I will be a bad father. And, and, and as I was, you know, really, you know, talking to him and, and then I, it, it just dawned on me the way our heavenly father also deals with us. And tears was almost running down my eyes. And I'm saying to the father, thank you that you're patient, that you, that you are truly a father who is patient. He doesn't just have patience. He's, he's patient. <laughs> Hallelujah. But guess what? He will take you through certain things. Not because he hates you. Not because he dislikes you. But because he needs you to grow. Why? Because he knows that one of these days you will be sent, amen, to go face a Goliath. You will be sent to go face, amen, one Jezebel out there. You will be faced. You will be sent to go face, amen, one Pharaoh out there. But he's preparing you. Just like the mother, you know, the mother eagle prepares, amen, a young to fly. He goes there, amen. She goes there, excuse me, she goes there and begins to tear the nest. She begins to tear the nest, make the nest uncomfortable, hallelujah, for the young. Because the eaglets must learn to fly. The eaglets must learn to fly. A day comes, she, she no longer brings food again. She no longer brings meal home. It's time for you to go find your own meal. Because that's the way. That's nature for you. And I'm preparing my son. Just like the father is preparing you and I. For something greater. And he's saying you need to come up higher. For, and for you to come up higher. You might have to go first of all. Go the way of the earth. You might have to go amen, deep down. He who ascended was he that first descend. Must descend to certain dimension in your life. Because it's a day of maturity. He said I am writing to you children because your sins have been forgiven through his name i am writing to you fathers he said because you know him that's the quest of fathers that's the quest that's the passion that's the passion of my heart to the father i care less about what is going out there i just want to know him i want to press into him i want to know him as i am known 
writing to you fathers because you know him and there are all kinds of reality within the scope of the ascended revelation hallelujah of Christ there are all kinds of ministry locked within the position amen of who do men say that I am some say you are Elijah some say Jeremiah some say in fact you're John who do you say that I am you're the son of the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father, come on. This is the reason why the father is calling us to ascend. So that we can begin to know Christ better. We can begin to have better insight, better foresight, better insight. We can begin to understand the ways of the spirit. There are things we know that we thought we know. But in fact... We have only seen just one side. And we're quick to seal that thing. Amen. That we know from one perspective. As the final reality. As the final revelation. And we will be shocked. Because that revelation that we have. Does not define the full reality of what the father wants to show us. Wants to do or what he's doing. That's why I've got to be patient. You see, it takes, it takes maturity to ascend. I'm writing to you fathers because you know him. That's the key. Because you know him from the beginning. Because you know him from the beginning. <laughs> I am writing to you young men because you have overcome. Is that not the quest of a young man? Is that not the quest, amen, of, of, you know, of, of David? Yes. Because you have overcome. That's the place where, amen, warfare comes to play. That's the place where we engage. But there is a place where we seek to know him. So there is a dimension where our quest is basically that our sins are forgiven. And then there's a place where we want to really flex our spiritual muscle. It's a place where, you know, if we are not careful, we want to prove to the devil. If truly you are the son of the living God. Cast yourself down from this height. As a place we need to be very cautious. We need to be careful. Because that's where we get entrapped by the enemy. Because at that point. Is a point where we really must flex our identity. You know. We, we, everything we do from this position. And guess what. That is a place where most people are. When it comes to ministry. Because you have overcome. Our ministry is about overcoming. It's about overcoming our pursuance. Amen. It's about overcoming something. Either overcome lack or either overcoming sickness. Overcoming, you know, prejudice. Or whatever it is. It's a place where we want to express our ability. Because that's the place where the power of God. Residence in us. That's the place where you find people like David, you know. You find Joseph, you find these great people, they walk in that realm. And it's a good place to be, but it's not the ultimate. It's not the ultimate. There is a dimension farther, amen, beyond just overcoming. To overcome means to overcome flesh, to, over, to overcome ourselves. When we do that, we can begin to enter into the scope. Of knowing him. Alright. So that is. Something I want us to look at. But let me go back to. Let me go back to this point. 
I said one of the greatest things among many that the Lord is busy with today in the church across the nation is the adjustment of our perspective. Yes, the Lord is adjusting our perspective. Remember, those three dimensions we just mentioned, we just highlighted, they're all perspective. Amen. Your sins are overcome. Amen. You know him. You know, you, you have victory. Yes, those are perspective. So God is adjusting our perspective right now. But it's gonna, friends, it's gonna take humility for us to even acknowledge that God is saying in this brand new day, I need to adjust your perspective, Tina. I need to adjust your perspective. I need to bring you to a new understanding of what I'm doing, even within that to which you claim you know about me. I want to show you another dimension. I want to reveal to you another arena of my intentions. I said it's going to take a deeper sense of inner workings, of crushing and refinement to produce pure humility and sobriety in order for us to see, in order for us to be able to acknowledge and to embrace that the Father wants to adjust. In fact, that is adjusting our perspective. Come up higher and I will show you. The scripture says that after, after, after six days, after the day of man, after the day of man, he says, I'm going to take you, Peter, James, and John, to the mountain, amen, of transfiguration. That is the only and the first time that, amen, mortal men saw the image of the glorified Christ before he died. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. That this category of people, amen, love, faith, and hope, Peter, James, and John, saw the glory. And of course, when you see the glory of God without you, amen, being transformed, I mean, you go bonkers, you go crazy. You, you start doing funny things. That's what happened to men. When, we, when, when, we, when, when, when they show us a glimmer of the glory of God without us being prepared for it, we don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to handle it. So you find somebody like Peter saying, wow, okay, let's, let's build three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. I mean, he didn't even know what he was talking about. The others were swept on the floor. But anyhow, he took them then because there's something he wanted, he wanted us to know and to understand about the life in the ascent. It's a total different concept of existence. If our perspective have not been adjusted and we come to a place of ascent, we will, we will make a fool. We will abuse the things that we see and we will frustrate the intentions of God. So we've got to understand that the flesh must die. After the day of man, after the day of flesh, after the sixth day, it took them. The Lord wants to take us to a new place. He wants to bring us into a new dimension, into a new height, into a new sense of existence, into a new reality of life. But it's going to take a life that has come to the end of himself. The Bible says that he who has ceased from his own labor, Hebrews 
you've ceased from your own works, from your own labor. You have entered into his rest. Except we enter into his rest, we will build but build in vain. Thank you, Father. In Psalm 24, verse 3. Well, let me take it from verse 2. The scripture says, For he has founded it, founded the earth upon the sea, and established it upon the waters. He said, Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Then he went forward. He says, He, he who has clean hands, clean hearts, and who does not lift up his soul to idol or to vanity or swore deceitfully. In other words, every idea, every concept of duality, of carnality must be dealt with before we step into that realm, that realm, that reality, that order of a life called ascend. Who may ascend? And he qualified it. He was a clean hand. The hand ministry. That speaks, amen, of the position of our strength. Of our work in the things of God. But that connects with the heart. Purity of heart. He said the, the pure in heart will see God. Will know of his ways. Will know of his dealings. Will know of his speakings. Will know of his intentions. Clean, heart, clean hands, purity of heart. And who does not lift up his soul to vanity? A lot of things we embrace today, we are pursuing, longing for, are vanity in the eyes of the Father. Don't lift your soul to vanity or to idols, or you swear deceitfully. To swear deceitfully is, 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 the, is, the, is, the, is the very definition, earlier. Of lack of identity. People who swore deceitfully, who who express deceit, are people who, amen, are you know, are you know, are, are, are short of a true life of identity in Christ. It's it's insecurity that makes people, amen, to swear deceitfully, to promise what they will not do, to claim to be what they are not, to portray a life and attitude, uh, you know, a value standard that is totally, amen. You know, uh, uh, contradictory to the things of God. So we don't want to come into this dimension of life. And these are things that I feel the Father wants us to really look into. He who he who has a clean hands, a pure heart, who does not lift his soul, his soul. We've been dealing with. I mean, yesterday, two days ago, I finished the whole series that we did amen, on soul food. Twenty-five series, twenty-five series of teaching, just dealing with. The different order and structures and faculties of our soul. What, what, what a word. If we must ascend in this new day, every aspect, amen, of our life must be dealt with within the context, amen, of the descent. He who ascend was he first that descend. When you descend, nobody sees it. Nobody knows what's going on. Amen. But you have to descend. Jesus descended. Hallelujah. To the lower parts of the earth. 
He conquered death. He conquered the Adamic nature. Laba Shayanda. He conquered himself. Just like Paul, amen, conquered himself. He descended, hallelujah, first of all, for three days, and then for three years, and then for 14 years, he descended to the lower parts. After 22 years, he said, it's no longer I will live. It is Christ that lives in me. He said, for the life that I live in this flesh, I live by the faith of him who loved me. No wonder, no wonder heaven, heaven can deposit, hallelujah, the ministry of Christ into him. No wonder. Won't you lose such a life? Where heaven can find you worthy and they download, they just, they download heaven into you. That was Paul. So these are patterns for us, friends, that we want to track, that we want to look into, that we want to understand, and that we have to embrace if we must truly please God in these days of the end. If we must be that generation that will create a pathway for those coming before us and those among us to see the city afar. If we must be that generation that will lead a people to begin to climb that ladder of ascent. If we must be a generation that will lead a people in the divine program ascending to Jerusalem in the song of ascent then we must make sure that none of these things that we are reading, amen, are found in us. That we have come to the place of divine cleansing. That we've come to the place of divine purity. That our soul amen, is not lifted to vanity. That we do not swear deceitfully. That we have come to a day, hallelujah, where we have taken one of the rocks of the place that the sun has set upon us. And we've laid there. Yes. That these have become part and parcel of our existence. That we are not living amen, in duality. That even as we journey and the flesh rises up. That we daily crucify that thing. Yes. That we daily crucify. Listen friends. There's no way we can perfect the old Adamic nature. We can't perfect it. We, we, can't, we, can't, we can't wash it clean. We have to kill that thing, nail it to the cross. So that the new man, the new man can have his way in us. The Bible says that which is born of the earth is earthy. But there is a new life that is coming from above. The scripture says is above all. We want to live life from that dimension of a life, hallelujah, that is coming down. Just like the Jerusalem of God is coming down from heaven. We want our life to be the very enfoldings, to be the very reflection, to be the very you know, expression, the very mirror of the tabernacle of God in the earth. We want to be, amen, that example of the very reflection of that which the scripture says is the restoration of the tabernacle of Moses, of, excuse me, of, of David. We want to live in that dimension of life. So, as I begin to round up, this is just a short one. Like I said, I just wanted to encourage us this, you know, uh, uh, um, this afternoon to once again look into this nature, this call, this, this ooing, this drawing, this pulling, 
into a realm called the ascended realm. But as we embrace this, we also want to understand why the Father is calling us. Because the Lord is looking for a remnant. He's looking for a people that will represent his voice, that will speak truly of, of, of you know, speak of him and speak truly, you know, on his behalf without any form of hesitation, without any form of reservation. God wants us. You see, because the more we ascend on high, the more we are able to speak from what we have seen. Yes. The more we are able to proclaim that which, amen, the Spirit of the Lord is showing us. It says, come up high and I will show you. There are things the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is showing our people who are ascending in this brand new day. But first of all, like I said when I began, we have to first of all refuse and reject and cut ourselves away from every diet that will keep us bound, that will keep us weighty on earth. We want to stop eating amen, meals that will not allow us to run you know, the race that is set, set before us. Do we want to cut ourselves away from Pharisaic amen, meal that will just keep us big and fat in the earth? We want to run the race that is set before us. We want to finish. But for us to do that, we have to begin to long for the meal of heaven. The Bible says those who have partaken of the old meal do not desire the new. They say for the old is better. That's why the children of Israel all perished in the wilderness. When they were brought out and they were being fed, amen, with manna, they refused it. They rejected it. No, they said we want what we were eating in Egypt. You know, but you see, Egypt had already captured their taste board. So they just want to eat, you know, and, and they, used to, they used to the meal. They used to the wine of Egypt. But God said, I've prepared table for you. I want to give you something new. I want to give you something fresh. I want to give you what angels are fed with. Give you angels food. They refused it. They, want, they, they wanted to eat what they were eating in Egypt. And they ate and died in the wilderness, friends. We don't want to die in this wilderness of religion. We don't want to die in the wilderness of what men call Christianity. We don't want to die, amen, in what looks like a, a form of godliness but denies the power thereof. We don't want to live in that. We want to, we want to feed on the Lord himself. We want to feed on Christ. We want to feed on his truth. He says, if you don't eat of me, you have no part in me. We want to be part of him so that we can be, we can be, we can be lifted. We can come to a place of new life. Of new life. Friends, this is just what I want to share with us this afternoon. There's so, so much to say, but like I said, I just want to make it a bit short this afternoon. Just to give us, you know, the opportunity again to think about this thing. And maybe to confirm the things the Father is sharing with you. Maybe to stay your heart. Maybe to, you know, set your heart on the journey. Whatever it is, it's time to know that we cannot live amen, the way we want to live our life. To know that we cannot stay amen, in the realm amen, where the enemy wants us to stay. We have to advance. It's time amen, to advance. It's time to move up higher. It's time to come to the place amen, where the nature of Christ is perfected, is, is formed in us. I'm sure by the next time we come, we'll, we'll look into other scriptures that I would have loved to look into. But I need to round up right now. Thank you so much, everyone. 
It's my prayer and my desire that this afternoon the Father will continue to release freshness of his bread, freshness of his meal. But as he releases it, that we, we ourselves will embrace it, will desire it. Because, you know, we can be given something fresh and something new, but if we don't desire, if we don't want to eat, nothing's going to happen. One of the things about, you know, the nature of the kingdom is they don't force, they don't force us. Now, particularly when we've come to a day of understanding, we've come to a certain level of maturity, they don't force the things of God on us. And I don't believe in forcing the things, I believe in laying it bare the way it is and, and encouraging us, amen, motivating us to, to embrace it. Because when we do that, then we own the responsibility to maintain it than to be forced into it and, you know, try to claim that you're doing it only for you, you know, to be shaken. Then you find yourself doing something else. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, men of God. Thank you, my dear sister, everyone. Amen. Let's continue to press for them, press into. Let's continue to embrace this new life. Father, we thank you. We glorify you this afternoon lord i've shared your word in this short you know uh, short period i pray may this word oh god bring hope bring faith bring encouragement bring clarity bring direction bring motivation yes to the heart of your people thank you once again that we release we release oh god into the atmosphere the truths of this word we pray in the name of Jesus that this word will awaken a generation for you. Now, one of the things you're doing our day is that you're, re, you're reshaping, you are reordering our perspective, particularly in the nations. Father, help us to see. Help us to understand. May we not live our life in assumption and pride to the point that we will not see, we will not hear. The Bible says, until the day Noah entered the ark, the people did not hear and they did not see and they did not change. Until you shut the ark. We don't want to get to the point where it's until the ark, the ark is shut and the rain starts falling before we respond to what you're saying. Then it's too late. So we pray, Father, grant us grace Give us a willing heart. Give us a passionate heart to say yes to your ways. Thank you, Father, for faith and obedience. We bless you, Father. We glorify you for what your spirit, O oh God, has begun to do and say to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone, for watching. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Bye-bye.